Hello, listener. It's New Game Plus, your pixel perfect podcast for all things gaming. I'm your host, Dan. And your co host, Antonio. And guys,、uh, we're going to talk about something current for once. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. These last couple of weeks have been like、uh, us trying to keep our sanity in their self isolation, which、yeah. has no sign of ending anytime soon. Yeah, but thankfully, thanks to a little bit of news that dropped just recently, we don't have to worry about looking back to the past about,、uh, to keep our sanity. Yeah, because、uh, on pl- the PlayStation blog, Sony decided to. Tease us some more about the PS5 by dropping the reveal of the DualSense, the new controller for the PlayStation 5. And、yeah. um, so, what are your first impressions, Antonio?、Uh, I love it and I'm super excited for it. <laughs> you know what? I, at first, I thought it was a third party Xbox controller. On, okay. Real talk. I actually thought the same. I looked at, like, I just saw a picture of it on my Twitter. Without, like, I, I didn't look at who it was from or anything. I just saw the controller and I'm just like, is that, like a, is that a new Xbox thing? Because I, I, was, I was completely, I, I realize now, but whenever I think of a pure black controller, I always think of PlayStation. So to see what they did with the two tone color scheme with the white on black really kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, so if you're curious about what we're talking about, just Google DualSense or the PS5 controller, and you'll be loaded with a bunch of images of、uh, Sony's new controller. And you know, once I finally figured out that, oh, this is, a, this is what this is gonna be, we're going to be playing on next console generation, I thought, okay, let's take a look at what, how does it look different from the you know, PlayStation 4 controller. Because you know, looking back, the design of the PlayStation controllers, they've been relatively consistent. Like ever since the PS1, like it's,、yes. it's been DualShock has been pretty standard.、Um, obviously, you know, there's, there's been you know, changes and improvements. Like, I still remember when the PS1 controllers didn't have analog, and that was a big, a big you know, I know we say we're going to look at the past just yet, but、uh, no joke. As a kid, I always thought the PS1 controllers had analog sticks. Say, I know, right? It's kind of like that, like that Mandela effect thing. And yeah, I know I said we weren't going to really look to the past, but I, I guess we can't really talk about the future of controllers without looking a little bit back at what previous controllers were like.、Mm-hmm. But before we get to that,、uh, let's talk about some of the features that they outlined here with the DualSense.、Um, one, you have, it looks like they're continuing the idea of the touchpad. And they, in fact, they actually made it bigger. Mm hmm. It、uh, looks like they got rid of that light bar sensor. Well, it's not that they necessarily got rid of the light bar sensor. They kind of moved it.、Um, the, oh, wait, or do you mean the one that was in the very back? The one that,、uh, yeah, the, like the back controller, that, like that triangle that would light up and just kind of be a little distracting. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think, because I, I know there's lights on the controller. Like, like they moved the, the, the light bar that would show up at the top. And they、mm-hmm. moved it over to the side of, of the touchpad. But yes, I don't, it looks like. But I don't know if that light bar on the back is there. I think that particular bar, part on the back is gone. Yeah, because I'm looking at the side views and it doesn't look like it has any kind of、uh, light fixture on it.、Um, as for, in terms of button placement, it seems relatively the same. You still got your triangles, your phrase buttons are the same. The、uh, joysticks are still like, in the center. 
mm-hmm. which, is, which has never changed. Uh, they mentioned that the uh, trigger button is going to be a lot more are adaptive. Um, that means they, they will which will allow more haptic feedback, which is kind of cool mm-hmm. for your FPS what's, shooters. What's funny is I never really, I've never really been familiar with the term haptic feedback until literally this announcement, um, because they they described it, and um, I realized that Nintendo Switches had haptic feedback. Not yes. a lot, but I feel like Nintendo was like the the start of it. Um, for anybody unfamiliar, uh, Nintendo's Joy Cons have a an extremely sensitive vibration feature where like, it was it was kind of like the selling point when uh, the Switch came out where, with uh, what was it called One Two Switch that little mm-hmm. collection of mini games. Yes, and like a bunch of the mini games just showed off. Like okay, guess how many how many metal balls are in the box by shaking your Wiimote and tilting it and listening. Um, you know, th- things like that. So to have that kind of adaptive, reactive touch um, is is really interesting to have in a console controller. Because I think the only other thing that I know that has haptic feedback are controllers like the Vive. Yes, yes. And which makes sense because it's a, it's a VR controller. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your 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 start and your create buttons are going to be on the side of the touchpad, much like the original DualSock Four. Um, they said it's going to be the same thing as the share button, but they're teasing that it's going to be so much more. But they have not revealed what that is going to be yet. So, you know, they got to keep us on the slow burn. Apparently, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the 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 reason, or like you know, I I think the the name change between share and create. At first, I was like, oh, okay, they, they just want to make it sound more futuristic. But um, after doing a little bit of research on here, they, they like, I've heard people say maybe maybe the PS5 might come with its own, like, clip editor or, like, internal video editor for you to share content. That'd be kind of cool. Um, you mentioned this earlier, the two-tone colors. Um, I'm very used to PlayStation having, like, Uniform colors with most of their controllers, so it's interesting to see that they are changing it up. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to say though, the what? the the way that the two tone is like with the the white on like the top with the face buttons and the and the D pad and then the analog being encased in the black part of the two tone. Like for me, that just paves the way for so many custom colors, uh, both exactly. official and unofficial. Yeah, I cannot wait to see when they added like uh, new colors, like because you know they're gonna add like different colors on launch, and ooh, it's gonna be fun to see what people come up with. Because I've been seeing people making uh, color schemes for different themes now, for different oh, yeah. like say uh, like like Overwatch characters or for Grand Blue characters. It's really interesting. Yeah, I've, I've even like right now I'm looking for some. I'm looking at a couple themes for like God of War, for Spider Man, for Assassin's Creed. Here's an interesting uh, feature they just uh, they also showed off here that it'll have built-in microphone array, so you can speak, you can chat with your friends without need the use of a headset, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. Like you can speak to your friend without a headset, but the, the question to me is like, you know, so you just you just need a you just need to plug in whatever headphones you have into the controller, which is cool. My question is, what's going to be the quality of that microphone? Because I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting like you know. Like, like uh, my Yeti Blue quality, but if it's gonna sound like I'm talking in a phone from the 1990s, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, have you ever actually used the um the little microphone that comes with a, P- a new PS4? Uh, I didn't realize that it came with one. Yeah, no, like the little single bud ones. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 as soon as I saw that, like, nope, I'll just use this headset. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really curious to see how that will work, and the, especially the sound quality on that, because if they give us a decent mic, you know, if it gives us a decent sound quality in terms of like our chat, that that's a big like advantage we'll have. Because that way, people don't have to spend like say hundred bucks for a high quality uh, headset. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't need to be something like crystal clear, but as long as there's not a lot of noise and I can like make out what you're saying, you know, if if it's if there's no other option and I don't have a headset to like, improve the quality, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, rechargeable battery, and they said they want to, you know, lessen the weight of the controller. So they're looking at different battery advances. So I'm kind of curious to see that too. Like, how weighty is this controller going to be? Because right now, my first impression, besides it looks like an Xbox controller, if you've ever seen a scuff controller, like for like a professional Call of Duty players, it has that same look to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to at least, at the very least, like holding it in my hands. I, I really want to see how this feels. I actually don't mind my controllers having a little bit of heft. Same. What 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 surprises me, and and I might need to be fact checked on this because this is just from one source, and I don't have a lot of knowledge on Microsoft systems. But from what I've heard, the Xbox systems and X and Microsoft might have confirmed, but the Xbox Series X controller can still use like AA batteries. And, hmm. and that that to me seems so odd. Does that seem like a relic to you? It it does. It really does. Like I, I can understand. I, I clearly understand. There are battery packs out there that you can recharge, and or or just keep in the controller and charge that way. But I feel like just having it natively in the controller without needing to worry about a battery pack having to take one out or anything i feel like that should be the norm yeah um when i got a uh, xbox one controller so i can play pc games i was shocked to find out like wait i have to buy double a batteries for this thing Mm -hmm. why so i hated the idea that because i hate the idea of like i'm playing i am in an intense match and suddenly battery dies and i have no batteries yeah at the very least, with a rechargeable battery, even if the battery dies, I can plug it in via USB and I can still play it and nothing will be lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the idea that um, rechargeable batteries are standard is a big plus for me. Yeah. Plus, so it, what seems it, like yeah. it seems like the, the battery charge is going to USB-C, which hopefully means an even faster charging time. Oh, um, we can hope. Although the, the, the word is still out still out on specifically what the battery life for the controller actually is for the duals. Yeah, yeah. Until they let us know what that is, we will. We you know we can only speculate. Mm-hmm. Um, any other final kind of like impressions of the dual sense? What do you think of the name? Uh, I I really I actually really like the name. It, it's I'm so used to saying like Dual Shock Four now. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to end up calling it the Dual Shock. Still, Five. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, hey, okay, can you, like, like, you know, what kind of controls do you have? Oh, yeah, just a dual shock. You mean dual sense? Right. 
Right, right. That's what it's called. Um, so, but I, I do like that they kind of still kept a similar convention. I know that they changed it because of the whole, I, I can understand why they changed the name because of the whole haptic feedback and it, it makes sense. <laughs> Good. I was, I didn't know if I was going to have, I didn't know if we needed to edit in a crickets there. But, uh, I mean, I could still like, remove my huh and then leave out leaving crickets. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, but the one thing that I I didn't even realize until um, one of the people that I watch online talked about it is now that we know what the controller looks like, what does that mean for the console? Yeah, because usually a console kind of has a when a controller kind of matches the consoles in terms of like design, right? Typically, yeah. Like like think back to the original uh, the original DualShock that didn't have analogs and the original PlayStation just that gray box with a CD flip up. Uh, mm -hmm. Then think about the PS2 standard black, all black. Mm -hmm. The now you know famous solid black DualShock. So now having this two tone black and white, very sleek, very not like minimalistic, but just very like clean looking system with a lot of curves what are we expecting to see with the new console good question it's a very good question um is the console itself going to be two-tone that's going to be a different take for playstation like to give a non-black console a launch mm -hmm. also um something i i just noticed is they did not mention anything about motion like no gyro controls there's no gyro sensor so are we kind of moving away from the idea of like most controls on the on the PS on the PlayStation console? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, because the the DualShock fours for PS4 don't have that, do they? They do. Well, how they do? They, I think, I feel like they do. I At least that's how it felt. I can't actively remember any time that I've had to move the controller. Okay, <laughs> one example I come up with is uh, Until Dawn. Hmm. Where you had to like aim the light in the center of the light frame, but oh yeah, and you had to keep the controller completely still. Like if you moved it, like during a scene, they would like like the the bad people would catch you. Yeah. So, oh, so clearly, maybe, it had some motion like uh, sensor. It just wasn't reliant on it. So maybe it maybe it's still gonna be a thing, but not like heavily used, or at least like, not heavily like promoted. Yeah, like it, it's one of those, and honestly, I kind of like that. I like that it's not. I, I like that it doesn't fall into what I call the Nintendo controller problem, where it's like, look at all these things that the Nintendo, the, the these Nintendo controller can do. All right, every game has to implement these in some way. Have fun. Hmm. Yeah, no. I when it when it became like a gimmick, when you can tell like companies are trying to copy the idea, it got really annoying fast. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's a Dual Sense Five. Um, pure speculation here. How much longer do you think you're gonna have to wait until we get the console reveal? A couple months at least, at most. Are you thinking it, maybe summer? It's yeah, I think sometime around summer. Um, because. When was e when when is E3 originally scheduled again? It's around June, it, right? It was August? meant for like early June. Early June. I yeah. still think that we're going to get a console reveal around that time because I know a lot of people have been talking about, or a lot of the game companies have been talking about doing a digital event around that time now because E3 is canceled, obviously. 
Um, so I, I feel like it hasn't slowed down any of the company's like deadlines or calendars. It's just made them adjust to a slightly different format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting to see. I think um, the fact that they chose this time to you know, reveal a, con- a controller means they are ramping up for the big old console reveal and maybe the release date and price too. Mm-hmm. So now balls in your core, Xbox. Uh, are you going to continue the same design of the um, the Xbox controllers? Because you've been relatively consistent too. But we'll get more into like past controllers when we get after we hear a word from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And we're back. So we just talked about the DualSense, the DualShock 5, the PlayStation 5 controller. But that got us thinking like, you know, it's really interesting to look back at the evolution of video game controllers throughout the generations. Mm-hmm. So we already kind of mentioned here how the PlayStation controller has been a relatively consistent design throughout from like generation one to current. The only thing difference here is like, it just looks to use it. I don't know if this is a proper use of the term, but this looks thicker The DualSense 5. <laughs> PlayStation 5 and dummy thick controller. Two phrases oh. I didn't think would be. <laughs> I'll be using today. Oh, man. I, that's. <laughs> ooh, I feel like we just like opened Pandora's box there. <laughs> um, same thing with Microsoft. From Aside from the Duke, the original um, Xbox controller, they've had the, really, uh, the same design also. Um, one thing that I've always liked about the X controller is like the opposite ends of the joysticks, like the one in in one corner and the like. Like uh, what is it? Um, one on top and the one on the bottom. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like how it's done. It's there's there's the controller in the one analog in the top left and one in the bottom right. Give or take. The D yeah. pad is like below the left controller. Left joystick, yeah. It goes to show how much Xbox I have played in my entire lifetime. It's been well, like three times. Funny you should mention that. There's a good way to at least compare it to this. Look at the uh, Switch Pro controller. Oh my it is, god. It is the same design. Oh my god, it is. Wow. I didn't even realize that. And I kind of think there's a reason for that because it's to me personally, it's the most comfortable way of you know playing games like that. As much as I love the PlayStation, I always wish like it gave me the option. You no, know, they they way they designed is like have it similar to the Xbox. But I I can get why Sony would go like, no, we ain't gonna copy them. Screw that. We were here first. Like it, it is very interesting. Like like um, it is very interesting to see the difference that it makes swapping the positions of where the left D pad and the left analog stick are. Because the face buttons are still pretty much in the exact same place. It's still a very similar placement. But it's it's interesting to see, like, okay, if you're moving your character, you move the left joystick. But if you need to do anything with the D-pad, you slide your thumb down instead of sliding your thumb up. Which, you know, thinking about that might actually be a little bit easier on the hand. If you extend your... Because if you're holding the controller, right, and you extend your thumb up, to use the joystick, it's easier to bring your thumb back down. And I'm like miming this as if you guys can see what I'm doing. But <laughs> That's why you're, you're doing really good describing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it, it does feel a little more natural, which is I think why I, whenever I'm playing on my Switch, I love using the Pro Controller. <laughs> 
Xbox um, had me since and Xbox had me all along. Yeah, they played you like a goddamn fiddle. Mm-hmm. But I guess the one console that's always had a huge like jump between uh, controller designs is well none other than the big dog Nintendo. Yeah, starting with their uh, the eight bit NES, just standard four A B select start. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And with the with the Super Nintendo, it was a logical jump. They added two buttons. Oh, actually four buttons. Yeah, X Y L R, right. And yes. then select start, but yeah, we're adding the button. But um, it had it had it, it did look similar to the original control uh, NES controller, and then you move on one more generation to the N sixty four. I have no idea how like how I don't even know how old I was, but younger Antonio enjoyed that controller. It is so weird to play with nowadays. Well, we grew up in the nineties. That was our shit. <laughs> was i like i i kind of understand what they were going for because it's like oh with the three prongs you can have like different modes of play you can play with the d-pad and the face buttons or the joystick and the face buttons or with or the, the d-pad joystick. and the joystick i don't know why i don't know i've never played it. a game that used that kind of scheme but i'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to okay hold on while you do this i'm gonna look up if there was a game that used that controller so, okay. so don't mind the keyboard sounds in the background. I mm-hmm. I actually kind of need to know. Mm. Uh, then you add the um, you add the C button, so it's what's typically used for camera controls. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like, playing a game like GoldenEye, which I had a discussion with somebody. Um, that game has not aged well. Yeah, I, I, the first thing I remember using camera controls for was Super Mario sixty four, but that's because I played that game so many times, like so for so long. And it was, it was. I admit, when I first saw it as a kid, like, whoa, this is very different. But as you held it, it felt natural. You know, you you got used to it very fast, and you just started playing. Um, mm-hmm. Then you move on to the GameCube. That is a drastic change. That was an amazing change. But like, I feel like out of all of the controllers that have existed. GameCube's design one is still very unique, but it has probably some of the biggest staying power. I kind of see what you mean because when I ha- hold a GameCube controller, it feels secure. I never yeah. felt like I'm going to accidentally drop it or slip out of my hands. For some mm-hmm. reason, it your hands mold around this thing very tight. Yes, like like it's it's astounding and, and like i know people are expecting this to, to happen so i'm just gonna say it. it's like there's a reason why like whenever whenever a new smash has come out they've adapted for the gamecube controller that has never left ever since melee started and it probably will never go away honestly and, and i can i can see why i can see why because there's something about um i'm trying to think so, uh, GameCube was what? GameCube was the same era as PlayStation 2 and the Xbox? Yes. Um, so, both of those controllers had, like, bumpers. And mm-hmm. did the did the Xbox controller? They had triggers, right? Yeah, they had triggers. Okay. Um, but the, the L and R buttons, the quote-unquote, the triggers of... The GameCube controller were interesting in the fact that 
unlike the curved out uh, R2 buttons of the PlayStation controller and the slightly curved concave triggers of the Xbox, they were com like extremely concave to the point where they you can literally fit your fingers. Yeah, in... it was a, it was a perfect fit. Yeah, like like you said, it was molding to your hands. So you have your your hands molded to the the triggers. You have your your fingers rested um, on the sides, and the joystick placement is very similar to the Xboxes, where you have the D pad mm -hmm. on the bottom, uh, the left joystick on top, the the analog stick, which was technically the C stick, on the on the right side, and the face button. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other difference that I can think of or try to remember is. The, there was the Z button that was on top of specifically the R button. No second, no second bumper on the L, um, and the face buttons were a little, a, a little unique in the in the aspect of the A button was really big, the B button was kind of small, and then X and Y curved around the A button. That was an interesting design pick, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But you know, after getting you know after playing a bunch of games on the GameCube, it kind of made sense because your A button was you. That was used for everything. That was your confirm. That was your yes. That was your interact most of the time. Um, like it was the, the button. So because of that, I can see why it got a little bit bigger retail space. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Man. Um. Yeah. So then you move on to the next generation. You have the um. You have the Wii. That was. I'm not going to say bad, but it, it was a jump. It was certainly a jump. Um, but, yet, you know, it, you cannot understate this. It did. It was the best-selling console for the longest time because it really did reach that uh, casual market mm -hmm. because of how simple it was. You had the, uh, Wii, the Wii, Wiimote, which was simple. You had the um, A, B, uh, D-pad, and a trigger. That was it. That's all you needed. And if you wanted to play certain other games, you just attach the uh, the nunchuck. Yeah, and that was nice to have that little additional analog accessory, like like because when you when you put in the analog, it kind of felt more like a kind of a classic controller where you had the analog in your left hand, like what essentially amounted to your your bumper, your R one and R two, or your bumper and your trigger with the, the Z button and I think it was the C button on the on the nun on, the, the, yeah. on the nunchuck. Yep. Um and then you had your you know you had your B button which was a trigger on the the actual I, I keep wanting to call it Joy-Con, the the Wiimote. Um and then interestingly the one and two buttons that were on the first lower part of the Wiimote itself. Oh yeah um, it was. Yeah, I know it's weird, and and like because when you're it, holding it like a Wiimote style, you wouldn't really see a there wouldn't be reason to really press those buttons. Yeah, to, to, there there wasn't any need to slide all the way down there. It huh. was sometimes it sometimes was used, and it kind of it kind of was a little uncomfortable at times. Generally, those buttons were used when you held the Wiimote sideways, because then it became more like a ne a NES controller. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, it pretty much was a, ne a NES controller just in a more remote like form. Yep. So yeah, we've seen a lot of evolution in controllers and some of them not so much an evolution. Um for you, let's kind of like winding down a conversation, what makes for a good controller? Um first off, I, I feel like it 
like for me first and foremost i don't care about looks if i can if i hold it in my hand and i'm able to pretty much hit every button within like just just without having to like stretch my fingers or to do like a crazy like claw motion mm-hmm. um, where a lot of, and I know we haven't talked, we didn't really talk about it, but like it's where a lot, some of the handhelds can get kind of, kind of wonky, but I feel like, like that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a hand, handheld designs are a completely different beast. Um, as long as I can just, just use the buttons for an extended period of time without feeling like my hands cramping up, then that's really all I need. Yeah, for me, like if it has a good, I I like to have like a meat like a, a weight to my controller. I want to know that I have something in my hands that I'm you know one I got to be careful with because Lord knows these things are probably gonna be expensive as hell. Mm-hmm. And two, like secure. Like uh, the reason what made the GameCube so fun to hold is because it felt like it was secure in my hands. So yeah. if you just design it in a way that um you no know, non slip uh, uh fingers are naturally curving around the controller in a way that keeps it in your hands. That's gonna like that's gonna sell me on it, mm. and but, and even looking at um like the switch, it may not be the exact same, but it if you if you look at just the Joy Cons, just the default stuff that Nintendo, the the people who have been known for innovating controllers every single generation, looking at the Joy Cons, still a very similar design to yet again the Xbox controller, mm-hmm. the left left hand long on top. Left D mm-hmm. on bottom, face buttons on the top, on the right, and then the joystick on the bottom. So yep. I feel like we're starting to 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 go towards this maybe not like homogenous sort of thing, but I'm pretty sure a standard has been reached in terms of. I think you're design. right. I think you're right. With PlayStation being the one like stand hold out from that, mm-hmm. but it still works. Mm-hmm. It still works. It it's doable, and Lord knows I play so much first person shooters on the PlayStation controller now, so. No, I made it work. <laughs> yep. But we want to hear from you guys. What are some of your guys' favorite controllers? Um, what are some what are controllers that you just absolutely dislike and why? We want to hear from you. Uh, in fact, we demand to hear from you. And you can do that by emailing us at ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. Or, you know, you don't want to you, you think we're too old to use email, hit us up on our socials, which Antonio, take it away. You can uh, find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta. You can also find me on Twitter and Facebook, also AKL Trifecta. And you can find myself on twitch.tv slash perpetual player one. I mean, wait, sorry. On twitch.tv slash the perpetual player one. On Facebook and Instagram as the perpetual player one. And on Twitter as perpetual player. Guys, we are like week three, four into the self isolation light is not that visible yet but hey you know we're we're getting through it you know as as much as we can but guys you know stay indoors stay safe wash your hands wash your face stay six feet away stay six feet away but still go do amazing things and we'll see you on the next episode of new game plus see you later bye everybody